The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is December 13, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. My co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. All right, thank you. And just to remind everybody, we only have 11 more shopping days until Christmas. Where did this year go? We don't know. Just wanted to remind everybody so you don't forget my present. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bill, we had a really great show last week, um, and our guest was James Flagg. He's the co-founder and president for the Warrior Summit Coalition. They are the source for all programs supporting veterans and active military across the nation, where collaboration happens through communities programs, initiatives, and events. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to their archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, we have a little bit of news about Fisher House, don't we? Well, we do, Gary, and uh, the uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs has recommended 14 future sites for Fisher House Constructing. You know, the Fisher House offers unique accommodations when a family member is receiving treatment at a VA medical center or military hospital. Uh, They uh, are located near medical centers or hospitals. The Fisher Houses offer the comfort of home at no cost to families while treatment is underway. And uh, the secretary says to enable uh, uh, the to expand the good work of the Fisher Houses, he says we need more. It, it's it's simply a one of those best in class organizations, and we want to do everything that we can to support their important and noble mission. Gary, in 2016, Fisher Houses accommodated over 23 thousand families, saving our the guests over three million dollars in lodging and expenses. The addition of fourteen Fisher Houses will support access to care for thousands of additional veterans traveling to the VA facilities for treatment. Now the Fisher House Foundation has built and donated thirty one Fisher Houses to the VA and 40 Fisher Houses to the Department of Defense. VA has 16 uh, Fisher Houses uh, sites in various stages of construction planning 
with the newest being built, built in Charleston, South Carolina, Houston, and last night as we talked about uh, Orlando, it's, uh, it's uh, also in progress. So with the additional locations, the VA will expand to at least 61 houses over the next several years. And this is great news, Gary, simply because, you know, as you mentioned how many days it is before Christmas, knowing that a facility like this exists either at a VA hospital or a military installation where a loved one may be receiving medical treatment, they have the opportunity to go and spend time uh, with that individual uh, where they're located. So uh, we applaud the Fisher House program. Right, and and uh, just last week somebody asked me, what's the Fisher House? If you want a good comparison, it's like the Ronald McDonald House. You have a loved one in the hospital, uh, you stay at the Fisher House or Ronald McDonald for uh, for no cost at all. In fact, I believe it was about 13,000 square feet, the one they're building here in Orlando, uh, which is... Uh, very, very huge, and that's gonna that's gonna take care of quite a few families. Absolutely. All right, Bill, you have the pleasure of introducing our guest, Gordon, today. It is a pleasure and an honor to introduce our guest today, Gordon Brown, who's the president and chief executive officer for the Team Veteran Foundation Incorporated. Gordon served in the United States Navy during the Vietnam War, 1972 to 1980, and was a leading petty officer aboard the aircraft carrier USS Oriskany. Gordon served in Guam in the mid-1970s, assigned to the USS Proteus, and worked with several government agencies to investigate and stop a major drug smuggling operation. Gordon transferred to the Navy Drug Rehabilitation Center at Miramar, served as a senior counselor, suicide prevention officer, military liaison officer for Narcotics Anonymous, and initiated the therapy program that eventually became the core therapy standard for the entire Naval Drug Rehabilitation Program. He is also a service-connected disabled veteran. Gordon founded the Team Veteran LLC to help create sustainability funding for nonprofits like Team Veteran Foundation Incorporated and others that serves our veterans, family, military, and their families, and those families of the following ones. Gordon Brown. Uh, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Gordon. Well, thank thank you so much, Colonel. I appreciate the intro. All right. Well, let's just jump right into this. This is pretty interesting. Uh, Gordon, what actually gave you that incentive to develop a Team Veteran Foundation, and is there a story behind it? Um, the story behind it is... Um, you mentioned that I was a suicide prevention officer at Naval Drug, and we had some serious uh, situations with suicide. And we finally had to sit down and try to figure out why we were missing it. What were we missing? So we came up with the red flags of suicide way back in the 70s, late 70s. We were dealing with heroin addicts out of uh, Vietnam and Guam. And 
the suicide issue has been a a real nightmare for me. I've lost five of my military brothers to suicide, and there's just no excuse for it. And having been involved in the drug and alcohol treatment programs for the military, I fully understand what what drug consumption can do, whether it's illicit or illicit, whether you're being given a prescription. There are so many other effects that the drugs create for people, and oftentimes this leads to suicide. So what I see out there is nothing really being done. Now, because of my own traumatic brain injury that I suffered 14 years ago, I had a venous subdural hematoma that the upper right quadrant of my brain on the MRI was all white, so it was all blood, and it had crushed the brain into this, the frontal lobe left or right side was all the way center line. So uh, post-op, I had two grand mal seizures and died, had near-death experience on one, and all of these things have kind of culminated into finding a solution, finding something that will help my brothers and sisters and their families get away from the drugs and help reduce dramatically the suicide rate. And one of the issues behind all of this is the, or are the TBIs that soldiers have suffered from, from day one. If there's an explosion, if you feel a, a concussion blast, if you feel the blast wave, you've had brain damage. Now, a lot of us just keep going forward and just take care of things and just struggle with it. What I found is recovering from my injury and being on suicide ideation medication, I mean, it was, it was incredibly dangerous. I have extensive training in psychology. So for me, with all of that training, I still had incredible suicide ideation going on. Now, imagine that poor soldier out there that has no training, has no understanding that the medication is causing this. So in my recovery, I did a lot of investigating for alternatives and something that was actually producing results, and that's when I stumbled across hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And Israel has been using this for over four decades. It's the standard of care with their IDF when they're in a concussive incident the next duty station, next next command is the chamber. And if you catch it, if you catch a concussive incident early, as in like the next day, you put them in the chamber, one or two dives, maybe three dives, and you're done. So if Israel has been having a tremendous success with it, why wouldn't our DOD, our VA, take a look at it and implement it as a standard of care? as a standard of care option, but they don't do that. So that's what got me into creating Team Veteran Foundation, is a focus on bringing to the veteran community an alternative and something that can truly help them with the TBI and PTS issues. That's unbelievable. How long has it been going on with Israel? How long have they been using it? Four decades, 40, Four over decades. 40 years. They have extensive research on it, just incredible research that they've completed. Um, there's a controversy here in the States because the Army tried to 
do a study to disprove HBOT and the efficacy. They backfired on them. The results actually proved that it did work. Now, why would why would anybody oppose doing oxygen as a treatment versus the psychotropic drugs that are now the standard protocol at the VA? Psychotropic drugs cause you're supposed to get a quarterly blood test. That blood test, what it's looking for, two things. Have the drugs gone therapeutic, meaning have they reached the level in the bloodstream that, that they feel is therapeutic and you're getting the results that the drug is supposed to produce? The other thing that they're looking for is their liver, kidney, heart, thyroid damage. Many times what you'll see is if they find a liver killer, they'll switch you to a kidney killer until the liver has regenerated. When they, that's back on track in the blood test, the, the enzymes, and they're showing, okay, no more liver damage, it appears to be repaired, they might switch you back to that one. What you're doing is you're reducing the lifespan of the individual and the quality of life. You're increasing the potentiality for suicide. Right. Why would you do that? That's true. Very, very true. Well, Gordon, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll come back. Definitely, this is very interesting. We're going to continue on with that. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Gordon Brown, President and CEO for the Team Veteran Foundation, Inc. And, Bill, I know you have a question. Well, uh, I, you know, I'd like for Gordon to uh, uh, continue on because I think he probably had some additional information that we uh, we need to hear, and I'll, I'll pick up after that. So, Gordon, I, I'm, I'm listening attentively, in, in, so uh, I, I would offer that you, you go back and finish your thought there. 
Yes, definitely. Okay. Thank you, Colonel. Um, now let's, let's explain what hyperbaric oxygen therapy is. Basically, it's breathing 100% medical-grade oxygen under increased atmospheric pressure. Uh, you're either in a monoplace, that's a single-person unit, or a multiplace, uh, which is, has multiple people in it. Frequently, you'll see those at hospitals or large clinics. And these are the same chambers that are utilized in the scuba industry. If some, if a diver goes down and has a issue with decompression sickness, they would take the diver back down to that depth that they were. Um, in the scuba industry, it's referred to as absolute atmosphere, or at, uh, atmosphere absolute, excuse me, ATA. And so when you're here at sea level, it's 14.7 PSI is your air pressure. If you're at 1.5 ATA, you're roughly 16 feet below the surface. It, imagine you were taking a, a dive using scuba and you'd go down 16 feet. You'd be at 1.5 ATA. So that's what they pressurize the chamber. If you're in a mono, if you're just by yourself, then you're, the whole unit, the whole cylinder is with oxygen. If you're in a multi-place chamber, and these are hard case chambers. They're, they're either high-grade, heavy-duty acrylic or they're metal chambers with windows in them. And so you're in the chamber. You're either uh, just uh, engulfed with oxygen or you're in a multi where you have a face mask similar to a pilot's mask and you're breathing 100% pure oxygen. They'll take you down to the level 1.5 ATA, it takes six to seven, maybe eight minutes. It depends on your ears. Uh, it's the same thing as if you were diving or going up a mountain, you have to keep pinching your nose to kind of equalize the pressure. And that's really the only issue you'll have is the ear equalization. So at 1.5, you're breathing 100% pure oxygen. What, what it's doing is it's forcing oxygen throughout the body into the plasma, into the spinal fluids. Every fluid in your body is now is just maximized with oxygen. And what happens is they actually have discovered that new capillaries will start growing. So if you have a TBI, a brain injury, you may have areas of the brain that are just not functioning. The neurons aren't dead yet. They just don't have enough oxygen to actively uh, perform. So now all of a sudden you've got all of this oxygen flooding into this area and the neurons waken up, awaken. And so that's, that's one of the incredible benefits is the increased blood flow to damaged organs. But it also activates stem cells. And when I was in the chamber, my first two dives were in the 1.5175 ATA. Then I went to 2 ATA and I had a much much better result. The first two dives, I was exhausted. The third dive, I had so much energy that I went over and did uh, 6,000 meters on the rowing machine and a full weight workout at the gym. And that's the way it was from then on. I mean, I just had so much energy. Sometimes they'd take me down to 2.2 ATA, which would be 40 feet below the surface. But at two, you're 30 feet, 33 feet below. So now we've got increased blood flow throughout the body. We've got stem cells that are circulating through the body, and we all know what stem cells do. 
They're looking for damaged organs so they can go in and repair it. You may not even know you have the damage. Right. So the, the treatment is known as a dive. It's from the scuba industry, and it usually lasts 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes. So you're in there for an hour and 15 minutes about taking the, the time that it takes to get to the pressure and then back out again. And one of the key things that you need to remember when you're involved with hyperbaric is it has to be consistent. You see the greatest results when you do, if you're going to do a 40 dive regime, you're doing Monday through Friday, one hour a day, your weekends are off, and then you start up again. It's got to be consistent. They find the greatest results with consistency. So... Um, if you're, if you're doing these dives, you need to stay hydrated. That's one of the key things that I found out is you have to drink. Whether, you want, whether you're thirsty or not, you just keep drinking water. It's very important. Um, I've got so much more to say, but, I mean, are there questions at this point? That... Well, Gordon, I, you know, one of the things come to my, my mind looking at this from a very uh, – basic and fundamental perspective, are there certain individuals who've got traumatic brain injury that are, are, are uh, more likely uh, individuals that would be, uh, would be helped by this as opposed to others that maybe uh, they're not they're not good candidates. I guess is what I'm saying. Are they 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 they're better candidates as a worse the candidates that may not be that good that uh, would would end up um, uh, faring off by having this exposure. Excellent question. And and the answer to that, first of all, it, to be able to go into hyperbaric oxygen, you need to ask yourself: Can I fly? Can I go on an airplane? If you can go on an airplane, you should be able to go into the chambers. So it's that's simple as far as that, that regard, as far as who can go in. As far as efficacy of the hyperbaric, the, the sooner after the accident, the better. If That's why in Israel, if you're in a concussive incident, the very next duty station is the chamber. Now, in my situation, I was 13 years before I ever went into the chambers. I had been sponsoring other vets to go through it and paying for their treatments, but I had never... I, I couldn't justify treating myself when I knew another brother was in worse condition. So the sooner that you have the injury, the faster you'll see the results. But you will see the results no matter when you had it, when you, had, when you suffered the traumatic brain injury. Um, it, so for those that couldn't see, it would be because they can't fly for some reason they can't. Maybe there's something wrong with their ears. They can't adjust the pressure or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> those would be the, you know, the contraindications for it. Well, you know, this is interesting, uh, Gordon, because uh, I-, I can see how this therapy, not only with those of us who have been exposed to combat and end up with traumatic brain injury, uh, after retirement from the military, I went to work for a while with the U.S. Department of Labor, the Mine Safety and Health Administration, and I was uh, 
uh, was an investigator uh, in, in, in some of our very deep minds that we have uh, out in the West, and some that are not that deep. I've been down 10,000 feet below the surface. I've been in uh, uh, salt mines that are below uh, bodies of water, and uh, where you've got gases there, uh, methane particularly, that uh, if there are sources of ignition, can, can create massive explosions underground, and you can just imagine what that can be with someone that's underground when that happens, sure. what it does to the body. And uh, as a matter of fact, my first experience was a situation where we had uh, six people killed uh, in a, uh, a methane explosion at the bottom of a, of a salt mine. So it seems to me that, that that therapy could also work with, with situations uh, uh, like uh, an accident such as that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of the key things about oxygen is it's an anti-inflammatory. So a lot of these medical issues that you have like MS, uh, cystic fibrosis, any of these uh, conditions that <clears throat> there might be inflammation involved like uh, rheumatoid arthritis, all of these things can be helped. They're doing extensive studies with MS. Uh, there's, a, there's a video out there from Dr. Shai Efrati out of Israel where he had a woman who had had a stroke 20 years earlier. She couldn't walk. She couldn't talk. And after her, I think they did 40 dives. They might have done 40 at 90, 90 minutes. After her regime was over with, she could walk and talk again. Now, think about all of the individuals in this country. As a matter of fact, uh, I heard a report recently that the, the traumatic brain injury is the cause of um, the number one cause for difficulty and, and um, uh, disability with people under 45. And of course, we just had the concussion movie come out talking about the NFL and all of the damage that's done by constant and repetitive head blows. They're rethinking about high school football and rethinking about a lot of head injury uh, professions, uh, construction workers. Uh, you, you have so many potential head injuries. And if there's a treatment out there that's been extremely successful and is constantly being reviewed in Israel, why wouldn't you look into it? Why wouldn't you offer that as a choice for our veteran community? My focus is kind of along our, our brothers and sisters. So, uh, but all of these, I think it's 3.8 million every year, traumatic brain injuries. That's a lot of people that are being affected. And some people, they don't see any real cognition issues. Other people have massive problems. And, and my belief, the reason we have such a problem with PTS I don't use the D because it's not mental illness and D is put on there by the DSM just to get uh, insurance reimbursements for medication. Many times when I'm talking to doctors, they'll say, well, there are no double-blind studies on hyperbaric, and I'll immediately stop them and say, you know, I've been searching for years. Where are the double-blind studies on the psychotropic drugs and the efficacy in treating TBI and PTS? There aren't any. All right. Oh, we got music in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought maybe we were going to a break. Yeah, we're gonna go, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. 
Hey, everybody, listen up. The VSP channel is appealing directly to the general public with a call to action. Donate $22 or any amount you can today campaign. With help from those special people who care, the future veterans broadcast studios can become a reality. Go to the VSPchannel.com to learn more and donate today. Also, while you're there, check out the fundraiser to create the powerful new titled show, Cooking for Veterans Mental and Physical Health Show. This show is being created with the intention of changing veterans' lives in a positive and powerful way by demonstrating to them the healing powers in certain foods and spices. Be sure to check them out right after the show at the VSPchannel.com. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Gordon Brown, President and CEO for the Team Veteran Foundation, Inc. And Bill, you had a question before break. Yeah. It says the first cost of freedom is supporting our veterans. And, you know, I, I have something similar, and if they aren't uh, uh, siblings, uh, maybe they're, they're, they're first cousins. Uh, my, my saying is, what is the cost of war in terms of human capital? And, uh, and, and I come to that conclusion just listening to what you've had to say, is that, you know, when we can always find the money to start a war, but when the war is ended uh, and the warriors come home, all of a sudden the resources, the money is uh, is uh, no longer in existence. So, question being is, 
in your opinion, or even if there's some empirical evidence to support this, why isn't the VA and the Department of Defense not running to a therapeutic approach like this, such as uh, you're involved in, to, to, to try to turn this situation around? Good question. Okay. Imagine right now the guesstimation is that a veteran on on drugs for TBI is about $1.25 million in costs over the lifetime of the veteran. You can treat somebody with a TBI 40 dives. Um, in facilities here in Arizona, we can do it at a, uh, between 100 and $120 per dive. So you're talking 4000 to 4800 Let's Let's get wild. Let's say it's cost $10,000 to do 40 dives. I think there's a cost-benefit analysis here in the, uh, on the side of HBOT when we look at the total cost. We're not doing any internal damage by these drugs. And many of these veterans, as you very well know, Colonel, many of these veterans are anywhere from 5 to 25 drugs a day. Yes. There's a video on my website, and I appreciate you going to the website, there's a video there that actually a mother who lost her son to drug toxicity, he was on 38 drugs a day. Oh, boy. Why? I mean, you know, there's a, there's a federal law out there called advice and consent, which means that you have to tell the person, the doctor has to tell the person what the drugs will do to them. Yeah. That's not being done. How could you possibly have prescribed 38 medications to an individual and not accept or expect some serious damage. So it's, it's politics. Why they don't want it has to do, in my opinion, it would do such damage to the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Well, so so this this leads me and, 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 and my logic if it makes sense, and from what I see with the website, the way that your organization is established and being as a, as a for-profit to help non-profits uh, uh, to move forward with this, because I firmly believe from a lot of things that I see in my advocacy from day to day, you know, our best results or close to the best results that we're going to get in terms of, of supporting our veterans, no matter what the issues are, is by veterans helping veterans, organizations helping veterans who are very positive uh, about uh, getting this done. I, I really believe that that is where our best success is going to go, uh, come about. And at some point before we end today, I'd like for you to explain uh, briefly the vetting process that you're using uh, for those uh, organizations that you find to work with. Because, you know, there's a major dilemma here on the other side with organizations in the community as to whether or not those donated dollars that they're receiving are actually going as they should go to support veterans' concerns, and it's especially an issue like this. So, uh, you know, I think that that is our best hope, is that we continue trying to do these things uh, uh, in a self-help way as opposed to being uh, dependent upon the government. Absolutely, and also not being dependent on the uh, donation dollars 
and the, the whim of an individual to donate. You have to remember the corporate donation dollar and the individual donation dollar is limited. Every nonprofit out there is going after that donation dollar, be it the heart, um, heart for heart disease, uh, cancer, whatever it is, blind kitties uh, stuck in trees. I mean, whatever the charity is, they're all going after the same dollar. In the veteran community, when you start tearing off all the different charities that are going after that dollar, you have a very small sliver. And then you have, uh, you have 20 to 25 of the top charities receiving 85 to 90% of all charitable donations met for veterans. You have some incredible, now you mentioned it earlier, the Fisher House. Absolutely A double plus. They're incredible with what they do. And then you have others, which we've heard about in the news, and I won't mention names, but we all know who they are, uh, that have ripped off the veteran community and made it very difficult to find donation dollars because people then go, okay, what's it going to be used for? Now, you mentioned Team Veteran LLC is a for-profit. We have, we're working on um, uh, three emergency medical devices that we've created. We were going to get those to market and, and use the profits from that to then help fund Team Veteran Foundation and other charities. Team Veteran Foundation will also have a couple of those products for sale as a way of creating funds. We have several other ways that on, on the for-profit side that we use to create funds. Because the bottom line, Colonel, exactly what you said, we, if we're going to treat people, if we're going to really take care of our veterans, we can't rely on the generosity and the whims of the donation community. It, it, most, most nonprofits are spending 85% of their time searching for money. And we've already done our time. That's why the, the first cost of freedom is supporting our veterans. I coined that back in 1985 when I came back from overseas. I was a Naval Reserve officer and a Merchant Marine engineering officer. And I ran into problems with the VA. And I said, you know, there's got to be a cost for this. And that's where I came up with that phrase. And so the Team Veteran Foundation is a 501c3 registered certified IRS charity, uh, nonprofit, excuse me. So there are two sides to the, to the Team Veteran um, coin here. One, we're trying to raise money for the Team Veteran Foundation, and we've, we believe that we'll be able to raise enough not only to maintain and create the wellness clinics that we're focused on on the nonprofit side for the HBOT, but also to help other veteran community or veteran charities. And when you ask how do we determine which ones to support, it's very simple. Are you walking the walk and talking the talk? If you're using our funds to provide for administrative costs, then you're not doing your job. Absolutely. You shouldn't be able to find administrative costs somewhere else. You don't use our money for administrative costs. You use our money to expand those programs that you have for the veterans. And um, to, to jump back in to the hyperbaric, um, when you're talking about cost-benefit, there's an incredible benefit from the hyperbaric, and Israel has done all of the research. 
And why, why do we have to reinvent or do studies to prove what Israel has already proven? They use a diagnostic tool in Israel, and, and it's being used all throughout the United States, uh, the SPEC scan, which is a, it's a gamma camera, and through software, you can actually create a 3D model of the brain, and it will show in 3D information, you'll see the parts of the brain that are not functioning, where oxygen isn't getting into the brain. When you look at the pre-treatment spec scan, and then look at the post-treatment spec scan, it is 180 degree out. It is a dramatic change in what's happening in the brain and all of the new areas that are now back on back online and functioning. So you can actually physically see what hyperbaric is doing. And any of your listeners that are interested in that, please contact us at info at tvfaz.org. Uh, well, Gordon, along that note, uh, if you can and without uh, providing any names, uh, I know there has to be some success stories based on where an individual was starting in terms of their condition and how they've ended up uh, to bring that to the attention of our, our listening audience. I can, I can tell you about one, one individual that really strikes me. It was one of the first people that I, I donated to, to to cover his first 40 dives. This gentleman was a staff sergeant, recon marine, and in 2009 there was a training accident at Camp Pendleton. Two people drowned that day. One died. One is Staff Sergeant James Carey. And in 2015, when I met Staff Sergeant, he was being pushed. The accident happened in 2009, and since 2010, he has been involved in marathons being pushed in a wheelchair, and it's known as Carey's Corps. And he's in the Phoenix Marathon now, for the, it will be for the last three years. When I met him and presented him with the check for his first 40 dives, his response to me was, <laughs> I couldn't understand a word he had said, but his mom spoke mumbleese and interpreted, thank you very much, I really appreciate it. 25 dives into his initial 40, he's now had over 80 dives. I was talking to his mother, and I said, well, I'm just calling to see how James is doing and just tell him we're praying for him and keep up the good work. Hey, Gordon, how you doing? I can't wait to see you. That was James. That well, was Gordon, is this, the guy, is this the guy that I'm looking at on the website now in the red uh, T-shirt? Yes, yes, that's him. Okay. Now, in that, that was in 2015. You're on the... Uh, for-profit side. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's him. And uh, he uh, now, I, I go to the same, there's a gym here in uh, Arizona, the Disability uh, Ability 360. It's a gym specifically for disabilities. A lot of veterans go there. I go there because of my TBI. And um, he has been he goes to that gym and he goes to several other ones. But before, when I first met him, it would take two to three people to get him out because of the neuromuscular spasticity that was occurring because of the, the drowning. And also, he's blind. 
So now he can get out of his wheelchair on his own. His caregiver doesn't like that because if he falls, it's her hindquarters. But he can actually get out of his chair now. He is walking now with the assistance of one therapist who just does the under under his palms. They just touch the fingers just to tell him which way you're going. Just kind of guide. Uh, he works. He also walks with an elevated walker, one where you can put your arms on it and stand up straight. Um, he's now beginning to see colors and shadows. So. Um, it, that's that's probably one of the greatest success stories because he was so there was so much damage yeah. and well. after 80 dives and obviously he could use quite a few more um, right. there have been uh, situations where people were completely blind and regained their eyesight if there uh-huh. isn't anything if the damage is just between the, the optic nerve and the occipital lobe, if that pathway is damaged and you can bring that back, wow, you just regained the sight. That's unbelievable. We're going to go so, ahead and take a break. We'll come back with that and keep going on that story. That's pretty cool. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with a guest, Gordon Brown, President and CEO for the Team Veterans Foundation, Inc. Yes, I was, um, when we went on break, I asked a question as far as. Uh, uh, using somebody that has a condition, you always were talking about uh, scuba diving. Is it, is, is it because the hyperbaric chamber is not available, or, or are those pretty rare to get your hands on? Or They're all over the country, and at the time, I guess I'd have to preface it, if I had known... If I had known then what I know now, I never would have sent him to the facility that I did. 
Um, there's a faction that believes that 1.5 is the only treatment, and I equate that to um, would you give only 10 milligrams of medication to everybody, no matter what their size was? There are other groups, other people that are running hyperbaric chambers that recognize that there are different ATA nether pressures to use, 1.5 to 2 to 2.2, and maybe even a little higher depending on the patient. Uh, chambers are all over the country, a lot of them in hospitals, which are much more expensive. They're standalone clinic facilities. You're talking about a price of maybe 100 to $350 per dive. And I said the dive is, is what they call a treatment of 60 to 90 minutes. Okay. So they're, they're around the country, um, different facilities. If somebody is looking for one in their area, contact me, and I'll, I'll do my best to find a facility that I, that I believe is going to do the best for you. That's um, correct. Now, I, I'd like to draw uh, Team Veteran Foundation. Our webpage is, is tvfaz.org. And on there, on every page, you'll see a veteran suicide counter. And right now, as of for 2016, we have 10,422 that have died by suicide this year. I'd like to ask your, any of your listening audience, anybody out there that uh, can do computer coding, I'm looking for a silhouette of a soldier that would be black to start and eventually through modifications going gray and then ultimately white and fade out when the 48 minutes is up and then would pop back up and be black again and just walk it through so there's a visual to get people to understand that this is this is happening. It's happening every 48 minutes. And 75 to 85% of these suicides are Vietnam-era veterans. It's not just the young guys and gals. That's right. So keep in mind, it's across the board. And, and like the colonel was saying, you know, especially being retired out of the Army, there's very possibly that he's had traumatic brain injuries. As most people who have been around any type of explosions or concussions, if you felt the shockwave, you've got damage. Whether it's created a major malfunction for you, it depends. Um, but in Israel, because they are so diligent about treating the person and getting them back on track and healing the brain, one of the issues that the IDF is not um, focused around is PTS. It's virtually unheard of in Israel, whereas here it's a huge issue. And my contention is, is if the brain is not functioning properly, it's very difficult to deal with trauma. We've all had traumatic events in our lives. And if our brain is functioning, we can usually get through it. And one of the best ways with PTS is psychotherapy, talk therapy. We did it with the heroin addicts in, in the, at the Naval Drug Rehabilitation Center. But you can't use talk therapy or psychotherapy without building on previous sessions. So it's a building blocks. So you have to have building blocks moving forward so you can keep building on your previous sessions. But if you can't remember because of a TBI, you can't remember the first session, let alone the second, third, and fourth, how can we possibly utilize talk therapy to walk a person through dealing with a traumatic event? It's impossible. It can't be done. And that's why what happens is they just give them... They give them all these drugs to mask the symptoms. And many times what we're finding is a lot of the soldiers that have been diagnosed with PTS 
are actually misdiagnosed uh, traumatic brain injuries. Um, well, Warren, why don't you go ahead and give us your uh, URL again? It's tdfaz.org. So okay. Tango, Victor, Foxtrot, Alpha, Zulu, dot org. Okay. Great. Now, we do only have a couple minutes left, and Gordon, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. In fact, there's so much more information that uh, we need to let out, and we're going to have to have you back if that's okay with you. I'd love um, to come back. All right. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? We have about a minute. In, in, in closing, I'd like to ask them, if you're looking at doing a charitable contribution for the end of the year here, please take a look at what we're doing at, at the Team Veteran Foundation, look at the wellness clinics that we want to create, look at the hyperbaric, look at the standard of care, look at a few of the videos that we have here. Please take a look at it. It's a charitable contribution. A lot of people need to make those at the end of the year, and I can guarantee your money will be spent in the right area. Um, We have a number of different options where you can actually buy an hour treatment for a veteran or a half-hour treatment. also, take a look at the emergency medical devices that we're creating uh, as a way to fund all of this. So, please take a look um, and spread the word around. Please let people know about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And Bill? Well, Gordon, thank you very much for being with us today. Uh, and personally, I want to thank you uh, for your service to this great nation of ours and your continued service in looking after those of us who uh, have stood tall and uh, and continue to have the experiences of, uh, you know, uh, the effects of war. So, uh, I, as I said earlier, I, I think our best way uh, in, in getting to where we need to go is veterans helping veterans and I think you are certainly uh, out front in the leadership with that and in, uh, in, uh, in pursuing that. So thanks again, and you are certainly welcome to come and join us again. Yeah, Thank you so much, Colonel. I really appreciate that and back at you for everything that you've done for the, our brothers and sisters. Thank you, sir. Right. If we can save one veteran from suicide, we're doing our job right. Yep. If let's, you miss let's it. Let's make it thousands. Yeah. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. And you can also hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors.